Hello, is, is this the, the misfits with the motorcycles? I'd, I'd like to order a, a slice of pizza. Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits coming at you from the Recycle Garage in Overcast, <laughs> Blood Moons, Santa Cruz, California. Ooh. Yeah, it's supposed to be kind of creepy and cool and celestially amazing. Uh, tonight in the studio, in the garage, there are not too many people here. I'm your host for tonight, Knock. Uh, we have Liza. Hello. Zach. Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> Stan. Huh? And Andrew. Good evening. Yes, yes. We got a lot of shit done today. We did a lot of shit. Shit did happen today. Shit got did it. I think that's because I was here cracking, uh, crack a lack in the whip. Yeah. The <laughs> no, you know what? You know what I'm gonna say? Why things are happening? Why? I think the old Zach is back. What do you mean the old Zach is back? Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Zach just has not had the passion lately, and he came today ready to do. Oh, he did some shit. He was ready to do. He's, yeah. he's, he's the first on the list. What did you do yeah. today, Zach? Um, well, do you need a prime? you need a couple of minutes uh, to eat those uh, Cheetos? <laughs> oh, come on. Close your mouth. No, uh, we started by running some networking cables to get wired internet out to the garage here rather than wireless. Thank you for that. That job got started five weeks ago. Yep. You're, by you're, me. You're, by me. And then I probably did nothing. And then I happened to be in San Jose, went up to Fry's and got connectors and stuff. Yep. Yay. You were IT guy for a little I bit. I was IT guy. I was splicing connectors and, you know, it was all good. And because I'm too cheap to actually get my own Wi-Fi, it's coming from my father's house three doors away, <laughs> outside the <laughs> second There's floor window, totally across yards. like a series yards. of two routers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you got the special cables that have, like, the rat bad taste stuff on them on the outside? I think one of them is, yeah. Okay. I thought you were hooking up a series of tubes together with the, with the plumbing and the whatnot. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's very small copper, solid copper tubes. <laughs> anyway, shit, yeah. shit's getting done. So that was the first thing. He yeah. came ready to do. What else did you do? Uh, I put handlebars on my SV650, and it now has handlebars and runs, though it's really sketchy. <sighs> like, extremely sketchy. I like it when you make things at work and just turn them a little bit more dangerous. Oh yeah, it's very. I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you know, if I go home, I'm probably gonna have to take tomorrow to put the clip-ons back on if I want to, to ride this every day again. <laughs> there are definitely trends that happen here in the garage. There's a trends of not got uh, XR650R, so everyone else had to. Yeah. And then, uh, who was the first to put their upright bars on their SV650? Now Megan. everyone has to. Well, Desmond, Desmond had those yeah. to begin with. Yeah. Stan, is, is something chasing you over there? Nah, just the headphones are hitting this box behind me. Oh, you look like a crazy man for a second, just swatting at the air. Okay. <laughs> I guess I wasn't able to hide it How do you know he isn't? And um, so... The water's on deep. Yeah. So you put the bars on. Uh, I know you grabbed some bars from here. I think they're too narrow for that bike personally, but, you know... They're too high, start. and oh, they are too oh, narrow. I have the bars for you. You I have bars The ones I took it. off my Aprilia. I already swapped the bars on that. Oh. Okay. They're like 34 inches wide. That's, nope. That's, that's, <laughs> way, that's way wide. <laughs> okay, so you had issues. Um, you got the bars on there. Yeah. What did you have to do? Because there's there's a lot of patchwork and um, um, janking around a little bit. Yeah. The original idea was to 
Well, I got a, a top triple that had clamps, and that was the the thing that let me kind of put the bars on. The idea was to like dry run, like see what didn't reach, and like basically get as far as I could get yeah. until I hit a spot where I couldn't get any further, and then dial back or whatever. Um, Where'd you get the triple? Uh, Miranda. Oh, okay. Little triple. Yep. He bought it for his to do bars, but it, it was an O one triple, and uh. he uses an O three. I think so. The offset's different or whatever. Yeah, it wasn't right, so yeah. he couldn't use it. So he bought it for like fifty bucks, which is actually a really good deal. And so I just paid him, paid him the same. What about the it. cable length? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The first thing so, I go cable that's length. A, that's well, that's that was the idea was like do a dry run, and then as it went through, it like became apparent that it was actually going to happen. So the clutch was okay, the choke was okay. Um, what what? Nothing. Okay. Um, <laughs> And then the uh, brake lines were too short, but thank thankfully I realized that just when I was next to Matt, who was like, "Oh, I have uh, you know steel braided brake lines I got for when I put bars on my CB7 CB1000 that I crashed. Do you want them?" I'm like, "Yes, of course I do." You so scored. And so he, yeah. I, like, I went over Hell to yeah, James's place and picked them up and totally, totally fit, no problem. The throttle cables are definitely too short. Mm. Like they're not horribly too short, though, right? Yes, they are. <laughs> but it, oh. I can I can make it three miles home too short, but not, I don't want to go too much further. You know, if, if everyone will pitch in, I was thinking of buying the uh, Moto Bandito cable stretcher. No, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good, it's a good investment. Say, so, as opposed to the right turn only kind of bike, right? Is yours like now <laughs> yeah. high speed right turn, low speed left turn now? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does, you know it does gas up It does gas up when you turn the bars right. Uh-huh. You, know, you know what you uh-huh. can do is you can make your own lines. You could buy uh, you know, sleeves and a cable and a NARP. That's, that's, what, I, that's what I was going to do. Yeah. yeah. It's cheaper than actually getting a OEM fitted one. I got the tools too. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Um, I would, that sounds it's, it's, you can also just ahead. go to well, no, cause, um, cause I, buy them. I, I had Barnett. I had throttle cables that um, uh, what she said that Miranda said were for an 2001 SV650 naked. It should be long enough because that it comes with bars, and they totally didn't fit. If you so, to, I, I've always gotten my cables from Barnett because then you can just say it's for a, you know an 06 SV650 and you need three over or whatever, and they yeah. make it to okay. fit. Um, as for Break lines. I just go to our local hose shop. Yeah, the hose shop. Yeah, that, you don't have to have as all those weird fittings for. How much are those hoses? I like that. Yeah, well, a good hose. But the, what I had one run in with the hose <laughs> shop that was very entertaining with a hose problem, uh, a shortcoming in the hose area, and that was a buddy of mine went over and wanted to do the same thing. Not but enough he, hose. He measured it wrong, and he pulled the wheelie, and it extended the front fork and ripped the the, Ooh, the hose out oh, of yeah. the reservoir. Oh yeah. oh yeah. And I'm like, yeah. You 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 have to think of the entire length of the suspension. <laughs> yes. Yes. And everything. Yeah. Well, you have to yes. Think the, it through. These are very much longer than I need. So. Oh, not, yeah. brake lines are good. Brake yeah. lines are good. Not useful. Not, not very very much longer than I need. Useful. But definitely yeah, longer than good. I need. I mean, so. like the, the most probably the most dangerous thing is is them rubbing on something, but that's like easily remedied. Yeah. No, the most away. dangerous thing on that thing right now is the throttle. Is <laughs> it's not is really unhappy. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't play too much with that. Yeah. Jam. No, yeah. Uh, no, I'll probably I I mean, I have another I have another bike I can use as a daily rider, so I'll probably put clip-ons back on that until I get the right size throttle cables or just let it sit. Yeah. Jonathan 
Jonathan. Oh wait, oh, okay, wait. You got all that squared away, and it's you wrote it, and it's good, and yeah, I wrote it, and it's rideable, like eighty okay. percent, maybe. And it actually stops, sort of. Yeah, it stops. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, we had to bleed the brakes, and yeah, no, it, that's fine. Okay, cool. That's fine. I noticed that it, the Princess Mansion feels completely, totally different, which is interesting. Huh. Well, you're yeah, because you're sitting up right, not over the oh, front yeah. end. Oh yeah, there's less weight over the front and it, end, and right? and just like because you don't have the clip-ons right on the forks, it's like on a separate. It's like the no. feedback is really no, different. It's, is a little instead different. of you leaning and pressing, doing a yeah. continuous push-up, yeah, all of a sudden now you're not on it, you don't feel it. Yeah, no, but it's like it, just the feel was very different. It was like a whole new bike, which is cool. Yeah, that's cool. Always changing the experience, man. That's what riding's about, really. Mm-hmm. You know. You, you can buy a new bike, check. a new his, his bike might be gone, so maybe it was a new bike. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lucas came by, changed his oil, um, got oil all over the damn driveway, naturally. Yes, he did. <laughs> so, so really, it wasn't cats that left cat litter all over the yard? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cats when I pulled up. Could, we, could you train them to do that, you know? <laughs> Give them a little hopper oh, with the I'd cat like litter and let them follow the stains. strobe lights he put on his bike. Dude, those, uh, they gave me a seizure almost. He like, was, had his bike parked outside of the garage, and he was showing some of the lights, and fl- our whole garage started flashing. Yeah. I was like, what's happening? What's going on? Where's this light coming I felt, from? I felt like I was in a discotheque, man. It's the rave is going on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, those are like serious come-to-Jesus lights. If you saw those behind you, you're like, He said he uses them when he's lane-splitting, so I'm trying to picture He's going to set off seizures with that. Yeah, he's going to get in so much trouble if he like rolls past the cop with that shit I think the only way that's acceptable is if he blasts BGs while he does that. <laughs> Maybe he has some chemiluminescent light sticks. Yeah, you know, like exactly. got the light sticks sitting there waving them around. It is a, it is a jixer. Yeah, like, yeah it's a jixer. Yeah. I'm just imagining it, that, like him and Miranda on the night ride with Miranda with his floor <laughs> oh, with oh, his oh, Florida oh. LEDs so, so, and Lucas with his. So Lucas thing. is on this night ride tonight, right? Yeah. He yeah. he has to get a horn that goes ha 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 ha. <laughs> 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 oh God. Uh, <laughs> um, what was it? Somebody want to say something? Yeah. You were talking no, about no. Joe Nathan. Jonathan. Jonathan. Oh, well, he was the first one here today. He, he was, was here. But here. I come out to Oda up and up, and he's like, pops out from the tent. He goes, Oh, hi. Dude, that guy, he's, <laughs> he's into his shit right now. He's oh, yeah. into doing, like, build. He's into fabricating. And, uh, and, uh, you, you know kinda, what? He told me at the end of the day, he said, You know what? I feel like at the end of the day, I get a little bit bummed. Why? He says, because I know I have to wait a week before I can come back. Oh, oh man. That's so sweet. That's, that is sweet. That's, that's adorable. Yeah. So quit whining, you crybaby. Um, <laughs> Shut the okay, hell up. Yeah, I'm going to let you shit. take this one because you kind of helped him out All right, installing so a new bracket. Jonathan's right working on his Rebel. So, again, this is a, a backyard backyard Betty that he's fixing up. Yeah. So nothing to lose here. And he's bought a little, a small LED cat eye taillight. That he wants to fit underneath the fender. So this has a little bobbed yep. fender, a flared bobbed fender. So we were going back and forth on how it's going to mount. So he's got this little cat eye. He wants it under the fender. How do you mount it? Well, it does have a bracket uh, a few inches away from where this wants to be mounted. Yeah, it's like a and, dam, right? It's like a little... Yeah, and the, mm-hmm. the, the, sh- the obvious was, well, let's come up with some sort of spacers and longer bolts or something like that. And I said, you know what, Jonathan? This, this is one of those opportunities. Yep. The reason you're fixing this bike up is to learn new skills. And this is that opportunity. I say you take the fender off, you fabricate up a 
piece of metal. Hold on over here. Hold on. Uh, Stan's no dropping shit. Empty, empty <laughs> Fabricate up a piece of metal that'll fit onto the inside of the fender, weld it on, and now you've got a new proper mount for your light. Yep. Of which his initial response was, uh, no, I don't, uh, I don't want it. It'll take all day to take the fender off. It's like, okay. When somebody pushes back like that, that's when I push. The gauntlet's been thrown down. That's when I push. I'm like, you know what, son? This is I one of those. Son. Well, son, you know what, son? In my day, <laughs> this is one of those opportunities you need to seize. You want to learn shit? This is a perfect one because I guarantee when you're done, it's going to be an ugly, hot mess, but no one can see it. It's the perfect opportunity. Yeah, it's like the backside of a painting. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and come yeah, on, it's going to take ten mm-hmm. minutes to get this fender off. It's not going to be hard at all. So I sold him on it. He took the fender off. He came in here, and of course knock wants to do things right he's like oh just get a piece of cardboard and create a template and i said you know what Mm -mm. screw that i've got all sorts of tricks you need to learn how to use a grinder i've got all sorts of torch and start thinking afterwards here's a hammer to do it quicker and easier but no here's a big piece of metal i want you to just start shaving and shaving and fitting and shaving and fitting and learn it the old kind of the old way of really learning how to shave metal and, and eyeing it and just a little at a time. You know, like like a craftsman makes a sword. Oh, yeah, but like this is a bracket that nobody can fucking shoot. I know. <laughs> I know. And swords involve hammers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this was the first time he's done any metal work. So it involved cutting the metal, grinding it down. Yeah. Um, once he got that done, he had to use another grinder to take all the paint off the inside. Yeah, you know, within that context, it does make sense that he kind of went and did it the hard, long way. So Nock comes in, what are you doing? You should be doing it this way. I'm like, yeah, just leave him alone. <laughs> this is like... I stepped away, though. Seventh grade metal shop where they just hand you a file and say, take three inches off of that block of metal, you know? <laughs> there's a bastard yeah, file. Eliza, you're not missing all your fingers. There's, a little, there's that, that part of the key. Yeah, Jonathan lost some skin, I think. So oh, it okay. counts. Good. Yeah, right, good. Right. That's good. So he did it, and then... Um, we pulled out the welder, and I was explaining how that worked. We did some practice sessions on an old rotor, and then I set him to it, and he welded it up, and then I came over, and I tapped it, and it fell off. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, now grind all this off, start again. And I said, just so you know, I personally am a five-time welder. It takes about the fifth time before it sticks. This is a process. And, well, you know what? Um, that welder is a five-time welder. I don't think well, it's you, honestly. You know, and that, I mean, well, no, we no, talk in Harbor works. Freight, just transfer. That, that welder's twitchy yeah. about its settings. You have like to, you have the, to set it right. <laughs> the half the block goes dim when you try to weld something. It's, so, yeah. but he did. He was like a seven-time welder. Yeah. Okay. And he did, and we did get it welded up, and it took him the entire day to do the simple thing but i think he loved it because he learned new tools and he learned new processes and i love having people do a project like that because then they learn they can fabricate something with metal that is one of the biggest growths that you can do here in the garage sure is and so yeah i think he was good did he ever actually get the light mounted in there did he drill the holes no No, he didn't drill the holes yet but he he has a bracket and and we did the hammer test cool so it's good. It's, nice pop it's ugly. Oh, it's ugly. Yeah, that's all right. It's, but it's, it's under, the fender. But it's under the fender. All you see is a few yeah. burn marks on the top of the fender, which will all grind away and yep. nobody will ever notice. Yeah, so that was good. So I think cool. Jonathan is good with that. Yeah. 
Um, who else came by? Oh, Jesse came by. Um, a tattoo artist named Jesse, a guy who we wanted to come by and, and do the uh, Harley podcast. Which we're still working on that. We're still working on that. But he decided to come in here and um, lower his Harley. Hold on, I want to. So okay, I'm no. just going to say this. Our original intention. So the reason that we have such a short crew today is because there's a vampires ride here in town. And a lot of the normal crew is out doing the dark ride with the vampires. So I thought, well, this is an opportunity. We're not going to have much crew. Let's bring in some Harley riders and get their perspective on the whole Harley thing. <laughs> Your whole deal was like, oh, I want like the, the catalog Harley rider. <laughs> I, want our I want somebody who owns Harley uh, underwear. Screaming yeah. eagle tattoo uh, and George yeah. Thorogood, <laughs> yeah, bad know. to the bone and constant replay in his head. Chicago blues yeah. all day, every day, son. <laughs> right, so, exactly. <laughs> so I was I made a couple trips downtown. So my first trip, like I needed some Harley riders. Yeah. So where did I go today? I took my scooter up to Starbucks. I know it's cliche, but I found three Harleys there. <laughs> yeah. No, there's always Harleys there. There's always, there's always three there, or four. Yeah. Yeah, or could have there. gone the Henflings. And, yeah, there oh, you yeah. Go. Yeah, and I did talk to a couple people to see if they were interested in coming, but they had to leave town tonight. They wouldn't be around. Yeah. Um, and then a bunch of the crew took off heading around town we they're spread out like mike and jim bunch of people james all these people went out looking for harley riders (laughs) in town i love that we just sent the crews out go find me harleys and they did your soldiers up so is that how they found uh jesse uh, Mike knew Jesse because uh, Mike right, gets his tattoos him. from yeah. from Homeboy, and uh, so we Mike so and I went over there and just know we are still or, working on the yeah. Harley podcast. Yeah, but uh, Jesse lowered his Harley, and he had a couple of brackets installed. Okay, hold on. He came in here with a bike that was so low you couldn't get the lift under it, yeah. and his goal was to lower it. Yeah, because fuck you, that's why. Okay, <laughs> you know? just checking. Yeah, and, also, and he lowered it, and with now there's way more fuck you. <laughs> and it also yeah. is missing sparks, something. Sparks down yes, the road. It dude. is missing the Ford controls because the mounting bolts on on that thing snapped off. So so he's right. His right leg is hanging on the passenger peg, and he's riding his bike way. It actually feels kind of comfortable. I sat on that thing, but huh. um, yeah. Oh, we right. I called him a moron. Why? What'd you call him a moron? Because I said, hey, as we're cleaning up, I said somebody's foot peg is sitting here. He goes, oh, that's mine. I said. Well, we're closing up in a few minutes. Don't you need to put that on? He goes, no. (laughs) That's why I'm like, all right, somebody come check out this moron because I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. And I did, Andrew, I said, can you supervise this? I don't know what's happening. I don't know if I approve. I actually know Jesse for many, many years. So he's okay riding without a foot peg or a brake pedal? He's fine, and uh, I already know he's doing great. The, he's been riding with it for that way for a while. He had yeah. all the parts. The only thing is, is he had to wait for the exhaust to cool to actually do all the rest of the work, and it was not enough time. Yeah. So you're saying he's a smart moron? Uh, he's a nice guy. He's he's adaptive. He's my friend. He's not a moron, Liza. You asshole. Right. It, this, this is procrastination. What a asshole. Procrastination in a positive way actually yeah. can show some intelligence. But yeah, yeah. You put the links on there. We uh, installed the. Uh, uh, we, we lowered the bike essentially and he installed a link and it looks cool to let the air out of the tires too that's a quick way. It, it, yeah maybe that's a, that's a good uh, good inch right Be there a little huh? lower okay um, so what else we got here um uh, Stan, you readjusted the bars to on your on your. Uh, well, I area? replaced them, which oh, yes, it sounds like nothing, them. kind of like. Um, but this is this is involved, yeah. Yep. It, actually, in my case, I, the bars are like horrendous. They're huge. They're like buckhorns. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, no problem. They're pro taper style, right? Went and got those. Uh, found a bend I liked, um, and unfortunately, the stock ones 
have eighteen millimeter threaded inserts on the end of the bar. So I had to, the bars I bought. I had to actually tap them like you would a spark plug hole, yeah. in order to actually be able to mount everything. And then you know all the usual drilled all the little holes for the switch gear and all that stuff. Yeah. So all the things that. Um, well, so the switch had gear to had, had the tents, right? Those little posts that that. Yeah, the little nubs. Yeah. That keep them from rotating yep. when you forget to tighten the screws and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that was, that was kind of good, and unfortunately, they are they're not quite perfect because it was going to involve a bunch of brake bleeding because I needed to rotate the banjo bolts and the brake fittings, so I didn't feel like doing that. So done deal. Cool. What else we got? Oh, um, Adrian came by, replaced her uh, rear master cylinder. She came by last week to replace the brake pads. Can I point out she's not the only one who replaced a rear master cylinder today? Oh, and I don't oh, necessarily I approve of this. I, I know. Let, let me get to that in a second because <laughs> huh? <laughs> Mike uh, just yeah, wants to do all kinds of shit. Anyways, but yeah, she replaced her uh, rear MC cylinder because apparently that thing would blew out and that is perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Replacing was, uh, something that needs to be replaced. It's a utilitarian thing that Adrian did. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Mike <laughs> AKA Fruit Loop. He replaced his rear brake reservoir because he wanted one with a billet orange cap on the uh, on the reservoir. Uh, of course he did. Of course. <laughs> for pumpkin. So for this pumpkin. is all for fashion. Oh, oh of course. Oh, okay. But, uh, I mean, you know what? I, I was surprised he did it, and, and it worked great, and it looks pretty cool. I mean, it looked cool enough. He had to customize and cut um, one of his rear side covers off and he did custom fab work man which was Mike neat. brings up the question when is too much too much it's never too much for that I, guy, for that guy it, it, too much is way farther yeah. than where he's gone I will be so, posting a picture of Mike's bike on okay. our Facebook page yeah. I would ask the listeners it'll be under today's like events I'll ask the listeners to please go on there and comment if you think it's too much or too cool <laughs> He has the Daisy uh, alarm you know uh, guillotine hand levers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. I'm just. I'm He's just... got little sides for fucking his brake levers. It's the ones you can buy on eBay. That's yeah. like waste on it in Way, Florida. I feel like okay, at, at, at a certain point, his bike was was sort of like a a joke against like those like super flashy sport bike things. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like at this point, it's gone so far past that that that's kind of its own thing. It's yeah. like its own category. It's, it's, He's it's, one it's step like a away joke from... about a joke. Yeah, it's a it's totally pose law. He's, he's like. one step away from strobe lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, right, I'm posting no, I'm a picture of his bike right now. Too yeah. much or too cool? But like, I mean, like, I want Mike to just go completely full bore oh, on that. Oh, balls thing. to the I don't, wall! I don't give a shit. I, if there's only one, if there's one person that can do it, it's Mike. And I'm like, oh, yeah. all right, all right. Yeah, no, let him go balls to the wall yeah. with that thing. Yeah, yeah totally. more power to him. I mean, if you're gonna go out there and be crazy, being be as crazy as you can. Yeah, be. exactly. Let your freak flag fly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Eason came by. And this is a real quick one on Eason. He came by, uh, had uh, removed his highway pegs, did an oil change, uh, <laughs> futz around with his windshield a little bit, and Liza helped him fix his bullshit bar in duct tape fix thing. What's the story with that? Man? <sighs> there's a lot of duct tape on that. Yeah, a lot. There's yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I kind of noticed. Eason. Oh, Liza was on a warpath in regards to that goddamn bar end. I'll tell you what today. All right. What. Here's the deal. Orange tassel. Eason and I have a long history. Eason is a very intelligent person who has a very good salary as a computer geek without going to college. He's very smart. He's also a brilliant idiot. I call Mm -hmm. him one of the dumbest smart people I know. His policy is, it's fine. It's fine. To him, duct tape is a permanent solution. 
Wow. His right hand uh, brush guard has not stayed on. It pops off where it attaches at the end of the bar, the bar end for a couple of reasons. One, he's got a um, throttle meister. Oh, the throttle lock. Throttle, throttle lock, I believe, and it gets in the way of his. Um, no, no, I take that back. He's got heated grips mm. on his throttle assembly. So he's been afraid to cut the heated grips back enough so that they don't rub on the mounts for the brush guards. So he had the brush guards loosely on there and held on with duct tape. That is so weathered, when I touched it with my finger, it turned to dust. And when I said, and he said, don't touch it, it's fine. It's not fine. It's been on there for two years. It's not fine. Yeah, if you're, if you're telling me not to touch it because it crumbles, it's not fine. It's not fine. And I kept saying, it's not fine, and quit saying it's fine, but it's fine. Quit saying it's fine, but it's fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> Eason is the guy who I want to smack, and then I want to hug him because I feel bad for smacking him. He's a very likable, nice guy who drives me nuts sometimes with his permanent fixes using duct tape. Yeah, he grilled me about GSs, like, massively. Yes, he's a, he's a totally wants very one. smart guy. He really anyway, wants so I just over. took the duct tape off, which he started groaning because now I've ruined it. And I took it <laughs> apart, and I took out the Dremel, and I trimmed his... His uh, grips back so they don't rub on it, and I got some fender washers so that it didn't pop onto, you know, and I just, so it held him back, and I remounted it. It was not difficult. Yeah. <laughs> he just likes to do things a shortcut. There's, yeah. To him, as a brilliant person, it's a waste of time to spend too much time. Just do the quickest solution, and that is fine. Until you're stuck by the side of the road going, man, I wish I hadn't used duct tape. Right, well, right. Does he count every time he touches it? I don't know. So, so anyway, that's, that's, that's so a, I, I yelled at him again. But I think everyone's used to me yelling at Eason, because he was on the trip with me in Pakistan, and I yelled at him a lot. Oh. But... I pre-warned everyone that I would yell at him, and it's not my usual thing. <laughs> like friendly yelling at him or like angrily yelling at him? Kind of like sarcastically fun. Yelling at him. They started calling me mom. <laughs> I was the I was the, the mother on the trip. Yeah, you, you kind of are. Uh, and, the, and the father, too. Parental unit. Yeah, who knew? You know, mm. you know uh, who, got, who got their new bike dick the shit out of today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw that as I was leaving. As he's leaving, I'm like, "Oh, that's perfect." Okay. Yeah. All right. Donut rolls up. Yeah. I'm sorry that I ruined the punchline. No, no, no. Go okay. ahead. Donut rolls up, and then we'll go ahead and take it because <laughs> you had something more interesting than I to say than I did. No. So congratulations, Donut. He yeah, got indeed. a brand new FZ07. Yeah, it's a cool looking wow. bike. It's an awesome bike. It, yeah. It's a good bike. It fits him perfect because yeah. he's got tiny little legs. Mm -hmm. He said the FZ09 was a little too big, too heavy. This one is a light, nimble bike. Uh, this might go into the great bike for a short person category. You know, um, I looked at that thing. It's supposedly a quote unquote budget bike, mm -hmm. but if you look at the build quality and this, even in the swing arm. It looks like it's more expensive. It looks like they spent more time than you think they did. Like, you know, on, on a typical budget bike, you have your extruded square beam swing arm tube, right? Mm -hmm. This one was like pressed in shape, and it was like it was, it was a cast swing arm that was you know welded together, and the end caps weren't even flat; they were like contoured and shaped. Right. And the and the uh, um, the adjusters that showed the uh, the hash marks on the swing arm. Mm -hmm. 
they were like these cast molded looking expensive looking things it looked like it was from the future kind of looking bike yeah, it looked it's, cool it's a good looking bike and as soon as i came up he yeah. looked at me and goes there won't be, you won't be dicking me today yeah so yeah. then i'm like challenge yeah. accepted yeah okay yeah. Yeah. yeah how could you say something like that you know where you are so then i went and started devising a plan mm-hmm. and i got as my assistant uh chris a woman who came by today for the first time so i figured he oh, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't expect Talk her about that so i gave her the giant dildo <laughs> and told her the goal was to get the dildo on his bike and zach had the camera so he was ready to snap the picture i'm a bad photographer but you know but she was the decoy i had another dick pic taped to the, to the back of my pants ready to whip out and plant on his bike because i knew whip. he'd be catching her planting the giant dildo and then i would go yeah slap the other one on it's a classic uh, illusionist misdirection. You misdirect yeah. him with a giant fucking dildo. <laughs> the bait and switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you put the, put the realistic... You put a picture of an actual penis on the dude's bike. Kind of rad. So correct. He <laughs> caught. He caught me. He caught both of yeah. us. Was, that was graphic, man. He's <laughs> he, he he caught it. He caught everyone, but he ended up being a good sport and let us let us take pictures anyway. Yeah, but. What he doesn't know. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That was uh, that was not me. <laughs> um, so so, like, so yeah, he was did getting, you get him knocked? Did oh, you get him? fucking god, I'm so good. Double decoy. Straight up, like on his license plate. <laughs> yep, on his plate as uh, I'm watching right away. Giant dick taped on his yes. license plate as he's riding away. And you got a picture? I got a picture. <laughs> oh, I love it. I walked right up to it, and then there's uh, this big it. dick on his back of his bike, and I'm smiling on this beautiful new bike you got there. Really great. And he's like, yeah, it's great, isn't it? I was like, yeah. That t- you keep riding on there, son. <laughs> that, t- that dick is a Yamaha OEM part, by the way. You can get it on a microfiche. It's there. You can get it. I heard it's the smaller than the one in the FC07, though. Yeah. yeah it is. Yeah, it is it's slightly smaller. Yes. Yeah. Less sway. Uh, yeah. We had visitors again from San Francisco, Patrick and Chris. Yeah. Um, Chris is a listener, and she was super stoked to be here and hang out and watch a whole. It was a good day for uh, for guests to come by and, and check out what's going on. I over also because I, I heard that she was a listener and kind of I think yeah. she was privy to what was going on, so she knew what to do when I handed her a penny and pointed at a butt crack. Oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we we got him primed. Yeah, but uh, Chris uh, and Patrick, if one of these days, if you got time, we we love you to have on the on the podcast and do podcast things, man. So yeah. But I think that's pretty much encompassed all what we did. So um, yesterday, a few of us went for a ride. Indeed. I, I wanted to go up to the famous Alice's restaurant. You've been there though. Uh, yes, I have. Oh, you say you say that like it was like the first time ever or something. Uh, there are people listening to this podcast who possibly have not heard of Alice's. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm just being an idiot. Um. So I said, hey, you know, it's been a while, and I just got back from this trip. I haven't ridden my bike in a while. Uh, who wants to go up to Alice's for lunch? And so, uh, Not came and Stan and uh, Tayward mm-hmm. on his FC1, and um, then Andrew showed up on his R1200 RT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. New to with, him with heated mm-hmm. seats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was all an ass on that thing, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. you gotta make that boat turn. Mm-hmm. And we had to get up there in time to meet Megan. So it was a beautiful, perfect day for a ride. Sure, not too hot, not too cold. Um, the coast was great, man. And we head off for a ride. I had trouble. Yeah. 
Um, two weeks riding those little CG125s in Pakistan really messed me up. I've been riding my whole life, yet I could not remember the shift pattern. I kept mis-shifting. And I would actually think, like, okay, I want to shift. Which way is it? Up or down, up or down? I can't remember. Oh, is, is there, are those bikes reversed? They were neutral up and one, two, three, four down. Okay, yeah. So it completely screwed me up. Yeah. I kept mis-shifting and getting frustrated. Also, my bike felt large and unwieldy. <laughs> yep. This versus, compared to like the CB750s and XS750s that I ride, is the most light, nimble bike I own. It felt just huge. <clears throat> the other thing, too, um, I was having trouble with the first turns we went into. I started having that uh, panic when you start to lean down. The bikes in Pakistan, we felt that slip point leaning down because they're just street tires, regular, yeah. just old bike street tires. And I found I'd hit that tip point, and my body would freeze up and start to right the bike. It's like, whoa, what's going on? I've ridden this bike for years. I've ridden these roads for years. And Mm. suddenly, I'm freezing up. So I kind of started feeling like, like, this sucks. I'm riding with all my friends I've ridden with for years. I should be able to keep up. And uh, I started going through in my head, like... What's going on? Do am I just getting old? Because I do. Do, you, do I need to prove anything? Like ah, it was frustrating. I don't know. The other thing, and Stan, screw you, Stan. Because part of me was saying maybe I'm just getting old and I don't need to ride as fast anymore. And there goes Stan flying past me. Like well, <laughs> so, so I, I've become sort of the Mikey level here. <laughs> Thanks, well, Mikey. You're not using that as an excuse, and I don't know if I was making up an excuse or not. But I. I was kind of struggling and that's why I, then I told you guys you go ahead I don't want to try and like keep up I need to just get in my head and work on my skills yeah well you know what to just be come fair, back. it's not like you were far behind we didn't wait very long at the intersections for you so no no we no. weren't waiting hardly at all yeah. but honestly Liza you were, were the textbook case of establishing and reestablishing a habit right three yeah. weeks yeah you're we're creatures yeah we're What's creatures of habit three weeks. You, were, you were three weeks on that stuff you established an entirely new habit and now you got three weeks to kind of go do a new you return to your old habit it was weird but i also started then struggling with uh, you know and like actually and, reading the road more more uh, than just actually oh, my lines were a mess mission. everything was a mess okay. everything was a mess yeah I, but also, it was more psychological because in Pakistan, I was one of the faster riders, and I wasn't really pushing it hard. I was just doing my ride. Um, and now here, I'm the one in the back, <laughs> and I was having trouble with that. And then part of me was like, you know what? I'm just going to tell them, screw it. You guys go ahead. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just, uh, you know, like, you go ahead. I'm just going to take a different route there. I don't want to make you guys wait for me. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, wait a minute, I don't mind waiting for slower riders. Our whole mantra here is ride your ride. Yeah. Have a good time. Uh, this is all in my head. It's totally in your head. It's in my head struggling with the fact that I'm becoming a slower rider. So I wanted to ask Andrew and Stan, because you two are older than me. And Well, Nock, you're getting older, but I don't I'm think you're getting, getting slower yet. Are, you, are any of you getting slower? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not... For me, it's just different context, but... Yeah, for, for me, it's different because I, I'm a, I'll always be kind of, I guess you call it late bloomer. 
So in some respects, I actually took a lot longer to get faster. Yeah. So it's taken me a little longer to slow down a little bit. <clears throat> and well, so maybe things like, uh, you know, little episodes like last year kind of make me think. But oh, honestly, honestly, the people I ride with kind of remind me that, you know, it, it for me, it's just all my head still. It's not physical yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Well, there's an old saying: uh, "The older I get, the faster I was." Yeah, yeah, and and it 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 reigns true. It's but what part of it is you keeping up to what you used to think you were compared to what you are now, and how your comfort zone, and also as you get older, it takes you longer to recover if something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. And, and I know personally because um, uh, two years ago. I broke my back in three places on a motorcycle accident, and it takes a while to get over such a thing. And with riding in such a way, you, you, you find yourself going over and saying, all right, how much of this am I ready to pay in pain, misery, and suffering in the long run yeah. compared to how much fun right. I'm having at the next apex? Right, right. right. So yeah. you go over and you, you, you find yourself weighing it a lot differently as you get older. But at the same time, um, riding a motorcycle is stupid. I can always say it's always stupid. It's a yep. wonderful stupid that we all embrace, but it's a stupid thing. And either you're going to either keep the stupid going truly in your heart, in my opinion, or you're just going to end up giving it all up. The real yeah. question is, is how far are you going to go before you give it all up? I know a lot of my buddies I've been riding with for, for decades, and now they, they don't ride at all. And then there's, you know, the, the rarer breed are the ones that are just that moronic that they never get it up. And I think I'm just that level of stupid. Yeah, I, I kind of feel that way, too. Yeah. It's like, it's like I, w- I want to be able to do this thing for the rest of my life. And so, I don't know, maybe my... Maybe my, my uh, I've, I got stupid points, and I can only use them up for so many times in a year, <laughs> you know, like like points. But uh, yeah, I I enjoyed my ride once I stopped trying to keep up and stopped worrying about comparing or what are people going to think or like are people thinking oh she's getting slower, you know, and yeah, that's irrelevant. And and feeling like I have something to prove. Then I just slowed down and I kind of got into just a, a groove, and I'm like, you know. I don't have to ride balls out to have fun. Right. This is still the whole reason, I think, uh, at least for me, and I think a lot of people, is we say riding is a lot like flying. And when you hit that groove, and it doesn't matter how fast you're going, you hit that groove and you're just sailing easy. And I really enjoyed it then, once I kind of let it go. But it was just in my head, you know? You know, you know. I think what a good part of it, too, was we were going kind of on roads that you weren't really familiar with. So like, I've been on a millions of time. I do not have the capability like P- to remember. Right. I, I don't retain don't, roads. It's new re- every time. Right. You don't retain the, the the turns and where you, you know, you don't return, retain every, every turn. Right. That's why you're just kind of reading it as it happens, you know, and mm-hmm. that affects you too. There's another piece of the puzzle, which is when you're younger, you have this uh, uh, competitiveness and also such mm-hmm. a young males we get oh, yeah. that like fight gonna beat the other guy yeah and mm-hmm. and i've had i've had that in me i don't have it as much in me anymore i don't really care <laughs> i don't care if you're winning because i'm winning in my own way yeah what what it comes down to is, is there's that level of i'm gonna be absolutely mindless at the next turn and go over and beat that guy i'm going to go on the outside and pass him over the double yellow because he's the he's going to be he's gonna lose yeah. and Meanwhile, now it's kind of like, eh, hey, that's really great. You're having a good time. Yeah, you're, oh yeah, good, yeah. good luck storming the castle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I'll be in the back shooting the uh, trebuchets. Right. Zach, you're still new to riding, Zach, and you're getting faster bikes. Are you finding yourself having fun getting faster and pushing are you at that point still yeah i mean i mean for me like a lot of the reason that i ride is because i'm like an very much an overly cautious and neurotic person and uh riding actually like allows me a way to like challenge my comfort zone uh like actively as i'm doing it Mm -hmm. so um yeah i mean i've been enjoying getting faster getting better getting clearer on that um but i don't feel like i need to ride super super fast i'm in it for my own enjoyment you, you're still getting like aha moments as you're learning. Right yeah, now, yeah, and, and you like know, really like, important. oh, okay, I see, I see how to how to hit that hit that apex cleaner. I see how right. to like lean the bike in a way that feels more stable. <laughs> sure, um, but in a way, like you know, just like leaning into a turn, going a little faster than what I thought I could, and mm-hmm. was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can cool. take risks. That's cool. Yeah, you know, I think the takeaway from this is just because maybe you're slowing down is it isn't a reason don't feel peer pressure it's not a reason to give up riding something that you love i think for me it was just changing my perspective of how i think i'm going to be judged or how i'm judging myself yeah um and i think that's important to do don't feel like you need to keep up with your friends ride your ride i I think what's important too is before you go out and go on a ride to, to develop the context of how you're going to ride. Some days I just, I want to go out and cruise. I don't really give a shit. I just want to cruise. Yeah. I don't really I, give a fuck mm. about going fast or taking this apex crazy or whatever. I just want to cruise. I don't care. Some days I want to ride spirited. And, I you know, maybe you want to lean over a little bit. Part of me was saying, fuck, now I'm going to have to buy a gold wing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, but not yeah. making fun of gold wings because I still like long distance riding. Sure cruising and i was thinking like this is what i loved about the harley you don't have to go fast it's just a cruising fun feeling and touring also Uh, the one thing that's really important to remember is fast is a relative term everyone's fast is different for everyone else right and i i know i get that still because i'm told that i'm very fast compared to the people that 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 i a lot of the people i ride with i usually don't ride with many people yeah and i i get told that i'm fast and I'm like, I'm not going fast. I'm just going my speed. And yep. uh, just because I've been at it for decades and decades and decades, it, it means that I'm at the comfortable spot where I'm at. And it's really hilarious because I get told I'm going too fast and I don't even think that I'm going fast. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's all relative thing. We all, you know, slow down or speed up. It's just yeah. really a question of, you know, going as fast as you're comfortable with and also not getting caught. Yeah, it's it's all yeah. It's definitely about not getting caught. <laughs> yeah, that's very important. <laughs> yeah, factory in my world. Yeah. Hey, knock. Yes. Guess what time it is? What time is it, Liza? <gasps> it's time for the Craigslist porn pick of, of the, the week. So, um, I got an interesting one. I wish Bagel was here because he would tell me all the reasons this is wrong. <laughs> it's a scooter, so huh? I went up to Portland. And I found a 2002 Bajaj Shitak. Shitak. Bajaj Shitak. For parts, no title, runs, uh, original miles, 150cc, lady owned, $375. What do we got to bring Jenner into this? Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows ladies take care of the bikes because uh-huh. they get the dudes to do the work for them. Sure. Um, so here's the deal. I'll pass this around. This is a complete Bajaj scooter. 
and it only has like eight thousand miles on it. Yeah. Um. It's. I don't know why it has no title. I would think obtaining a title could be done if somebody really is it a legit wanted to. Bajaj Chittak or is uh, it like no dents. Never been in an accident. The reason they're selling it. Oh, I don't know why it doesn't have a title, but. He bought it to take a couple parts off for his bike because it was mm. cheaper to buy this. Oh, you bought it as a parts bike. Yeah. So he um, uh, he took just a couple parts off, but it's pretty much an intact bike. The engine's still in there? Yeah, what? it runs. Weird. That's like, a weird listing. This is a perfect little bike for the Timbut 200. Yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> What what are they selling off? They're just what's selling a, the bike, and what, it's what's it, it missing? Yeah, what's it missing? What's um, it missing? It's he he didn't seem to. Say, he's like, he said, it, I took three parts off of it. <laughs> Front wheel, back like, wheel, and engine. Bike is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bike, bike is, bike is no. complete except yeah, for exactly. parts that I mentioned above. Hold on, <laughs> he took the spare tire and rack, mm. the oh, okay. tail light, and the mirrors off. That, okay, oh, that's not yeah, bad. okay. Okay, that's yeah, so, that's not bad at all. Yeah. And who's for five hundo? No, three. What's it say? Three seventy-five. Uh, three seventy-five. I think uh, it's cheap because it. He doesn't need it. Title. And it's the no title. Yeah. Well, title. Yeah. Whenever there's something like this with no title, I mean, there's ways. We yeah. know ways. I'm not going to say those ways. Yeah. There are ways. One of those ways is to buy a cheap ass broke down bike with a title and then transfer it over and register it with yeah <clears throat> they did that's a gs 500 now yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know a guy who knows how to remove uh, uh plates mm-hmm. and uh you know serial so, numbers so if he didn't even get a bill of sale or anything so he says uh for parts only big letters no title which means he does, probably didn't even have a bill of sale or anything. Yeah. What, what year is it? You yeah. think it's hot? Uh, too. You think it's hot? Yeah, I was going to say, okay. maybe 13. there's a danger that was in someone's uh, backyard and it disappeared. Yeah. I'd be careful with that. Yeah. Yep. I don't want to make someone else's dreams go bad. Just yeah. I don't know. Oh, and so he, he wants to, he's willing to sell it for even less if you'll take less parts because he wants the front fender, plastic turn signals, glove box, and rear quarter panels. Wow. If he takes those, he'll give it to you for 175 That shit's getting vultured out. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's deals to be I had. feel like you could buy it for 175 and sell the engine for more than that. <laughs> Probably. Um, so we also got a bunch of emails to read. Sure. <clears throat> um, I'll Battery just... Uh, actually, Stan, you want to start with the email you got? Yeah, yeah. We got an email from Mark Adams. Um, looks like it's a response to uh, the Portland porn pick. He did send extent. us a porn pick for a really cool little bike that has already been taken off, so I okay. can use it. Never mind. So, uh, so his, here's the email. Longtime listener. Binge listening counts. Of course it does. Um, BMW 2007 Dakar F650 GS. No Gixxer riders here. <laughs> <laughs> right? Took yeah. the Zoom Zoom Rider 2.0 with Antonio, Antonio. on a rat. Rattle canned Suzuki DR350 at Sonoma. That would be an interesting bike to take That's on. Rad. Can't wait to take the track days. Thanks for a great podcast. You might give Loud Pipes podcast a listen, even though they're a little too V20. I guess V20 <laughs> is a new uh, adjective. That sounds yeah. good, though. I don't know. All right. I yeah, like so, um, He also yeah, actually he followed up shit. with a little bit more info, like, like a lot of us. He doesn't always remember what he wants to say until it's after he said the first piece. So, made a day out of the Jameson's Museum recommendation. Cool. Breakfast at Alice's. And then down to visit with Emma. Emma no. Jameson's. Oh, okay. Andrew, yeah, yeah. have you been down there yet? Which one? Jameson's Motorcycle Museum down no. in Monterey. 
the one in Monterey, no. Pacific Grove. Well, it's Pacific Grove, but... Yeah. And then back up Highway 1 to Marin. So it sounds like he's Pretty up in the cool. Marin area. Let me know if you guys head up here and we can ride together. We've, we've, we've taken uh, some trips down there. It's a little motorcycle museum, but they've got uh, a couple of people there who know everything about bikes, and they have rocking chairs, and you just sit down and talk about bikes with them. That sounds very pleasant. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's such a nice, nice experience. In my day. Give me a beer and a pillow and I'd yeah. be out. They do pretty amazing work. We were too. waiting for the dinosaurs to turn to gasoline. Yeah, I so that. I have one. Um, I have one from Big John. He's written in to us before. Big John in Mississippi. He says, where the men are men and the sheep are nervous. <laughs> um, so Big John you says, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of heavy. <laughs> in reference to the conversation Mom. we had last week about the Harleys, which is why we're all talking about the whole Harley perspective. He said, uh, the conversation in the last podcast about the different factions of our sport sure rang true you guys totally hit it on the head about the harley thing if it is two wheels then i love them all except the one class and person of bike that i'm so glad is gone was the whole custom thing raked out chopper thing hmm. like orange county chopper jesse james um, I mean, really? How much money can you waste for something that is unrideable? Well, I spent twenty five grand on mine. So <laughs> just saying. Um, I like your. I like your. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I, re- I really. Shop. I really don't hate the Harley motorcycle. It's just the whole buy a bike to get a lifestyle thing that I don't care for. Along with that, the modifications they make to a perfectly good motorcycle in the name of appearance only, like ape hangers that are taller than you, pipes that offer no performance gain but are strictly there to make as much noise as possible. I also have to lump into this group the people that take a sport bike that has had millions spent on R&D to make this thing perform, yet they stretch and slam and hand LEDs off of every, hang LEDs off of every orifice and put the whitest possible tire on the back, all in the, in the interest of, hey, look at me, look at me. That I don't get either. But hey, who am I to judge? Um, no. He says, you may remember sometime back I wrote in and told you about my Ducati 999S I bought for the track days. Well, since getting into that world, I also bought a Piaggio Typhoon 125 scooter for a pit bike. I, I sure found out quick outside that track how discriminated against I was riding a scooter. Oh, mm-hmm. damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I went looking for Harley riders today on my scooter. <laughs> um, he says, I hop on it now and then to run errands around town and et cetera. It's fun. I've been riding over 20 five years and have had many motorcycles during my addiction to these things but never have I had the dirty looks people laughing at me and even at one point someone shouting at me to get that damn thing off the road you know but after all these years and all these bikes I am secure in my manhood and don't give a rat's ass the scooter world is a world all to its own kind of cool I think but a lesser person that is more concerned about what people may think may wither and die sure Anyway, keep up the good work, and you remain in a dead heat with the Cleveland Moto for the best podcast on the web. Oh, damn. Thanks for the time and effort you put forth to produce this. See you in May 2016 when I'm on my epic retirement ride. Yeah. Yay, Big John. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Yeah, totally. Totally. So, You know, it's funny you mentioned that. The... Well, first off, the custom bikes like that, I, I, I never owned one, but I've always liked them because I always thought they were mobile art. Yeah. And at that point, I never, I mean, yes, they're they're making them rather unwieldy on the street, but, well, you know. You know, there's there's the, the, the Jesse James Orange Canary Choppers, basically your cake decorating version of choppers. And then there are guys 
who actually build choppers who are kind of like not really into that flashy stuff. I mean, I work I work with a bunch of mechanics, and I've seen guys who build choppers, and and they look cool because it's part of the. Uh, appeal to him is like you fucking built this thing your goddamn self yes it's a rolling death trap but it's my, my fucking roll death trap <laughs> you know i put those goddamn forks on there i used an urn as an intake cleaner you know that shit looks <laughs> yeah. cool man like i, I mean I, when i first moved here i, I ran into arlen ness mm. uh, who probably is one of the grandfathers of all of that yeah and he was doing like three engines in a radial pattern right, that, right. and they're absolutely unrideable i mean totally. but i loved looking at them because they were like flowers at yeah. that point it is a certain art yeah Yeah. and yeah and and that's just that's just and about scooters i'm i'm six five and have a 50 cc scooter and i don't uh, to see that i love riding that use that for a blender oh no oh no (laughs) margarita machine (laughs) i actually got pulled over once in capitola because i was railing it around the corners at three and three in the morning and (laughs) the capitola cop looked at me he's like he, he waved his flashlight at me, and I'm like, I can't get away from you. You're in your cruiser. I pull over. He's looking at me. He's what? what the hell do you think you're doing? I'm like, I'm having fun. You know, this is a scooter. <laughs> having a good time, you man. Know, you know what they say about scooters is what do you say about school? They're, they're, they're like fat chicks. They're fun to ride, but you never want your buddies to see you That's on why one. you're and, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and just when he said that, just when he said that, out comes his partner, a rather hefty-looking female uh, cop, Whoa. and she looked. There was this cloud over her, and, uh. he, and he he looked at me really fast and looked back. He said, "You better get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. All right, get head start. I'm like getting out of there before that night shift, that nightstick goes somewhere I don't she, want it to be. Yeah, exactly. Get a wood shampoo. Okay, we got one from Ari in. Greetings from Japan. Konichiwa Misfits just rolled back into Tokyo after a month-long camping, motorcycling, spearfishing fiasco around Japan, and I thought that I would take the opportunity to thank you guys for being awesome company on the trip. I downloaded everything that came up under Motorcycle Podcast on iTunes, but Recycles M&M stole the show. Hey! 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 All right. You guys are the greatest. because oh, she hasn't found Cleveland Motor bang. yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, right? Um, since you spend your, the better part of the month lodged in my ear holes, you probably didn't see a lot of what was going on out there. So here's a quick synopsis. I'm going to do a quick synopsis here. They went up to the mountains, uh, the northernmost island of Japan. Uh, took some scenic roads, mountain passes, uh, hitting some sand, got into some crazy shit, apparently. Getting to the southernmost tip of Japan, which is killer. Uh, had a couple of issues. Had snap cables, uh, dead batteries. They had to bump start the bike a whole bunch of times. Occasional volcanic explosion. Killer. Torrential downpour, tsunami uh, evacuations, and monkey attacks. Yes, the Did monkeys. Did you say tsunami? Tsunami. Did I say tsunami? Tsunami. 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 And the monkey. <laughs> sorry, they're fastest on the wrong. Just slab. because you're an exotic, don't slab. try and speak a Japanese. I'm sorry. I am so sorry, Ari. Um, yeah, so they got a mo- they got attacked by monkeys. Uh, yes, <laughs> this is what I want to get to. This is the best part. Yes, monkeys stole our boots. We didn't have. Aside from that, they didn't have very uh, many problems. Uh, she says that she usually does these kind of trips alone, but since she was ranting and raving about it, uh, her room. She convinced her roomie to go. And Harumi learned to ride and took the Japanese motorcycle training course, which is no joke. It's, it's like it's a legit thing that they do over there. It's just way more intense than it is over here. Um, and passed the skills test in a foreign country and in a language that she didn't speak. So badass, right? Yeah, I say so. That's fucking cool. Uh, and Ari, I guess, told her how to change uh, 
to this is a guided her to the process of changing her tires, chains, fluids, brake shoes, taught her general maintenance, which is great, which is, you know, motorcycles you, you teach self-sufficiency is, is an aspect of it. Um, and and let's see, did it took her a couple laps around the block uh, mm-hmm. right after getting her license. And then after that, they went on a 5,000 kilometer trip around the country, which is like out of the frying pan and into the fire. Rad. Good for you, girl. Um yeah, that's cool. And um, she said that she's going to be back in the States in a couple of months, and she's planning to do the Babes Ride Out thing down in uh, cool. Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my friend um, Julie is going to go and do that, so maybe you'll meet up with them and hang out. That's cool. Um, she says, like, uh, of course, it goes without saying that if anyone is in Japan, we'd like to see what this beautiful country has to offer. <laughs> my rubber is yours to burn. So she's saying, like, yes, come on over, hang out with us. And she's also saying that uh, thanks again for the be- and the best to everyone at Recycle Garage. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and her up the butt bike is a 750 Ducati Scrambler by Speed Tractor. That's the uh, I guess the custom build house that she did. Yeah. So I've never That's seen cool. that what that looks like, but I want I to like check that out. I like the 750 Scrambler. Yeah. I don't know the custom by who? Speed Tractor. Okay. So Andrew, you got an email there. Yeah, it's a little bit long. I'll try to abridge it. <laughs> uh, Robert Kudla. Uh, I love the podcast, and I just got finished reading, uh, listening to 108. A little background. I'm new to writing, and a member of the Hayabusa Ori. And he goes on about really enjoying wanting a Hayabusa, but he was young. He (laughs) didn't have a motorcycle. And he finally uh, finally got his first street bike six weeks ago. Congratulations. He lives in in Wyoming, so I understand why you'd want to have a Hayabusa in Wyoming, because there's nothing but a straight line everywhere. You might as well just have the Tron bike and build walls everywhere. I went with the Yamaha R3. Good for him. Which is, has been a bike, to, a great bike to learn on. As a new rider, you always get yourself into trouble as you learn. But a bike like this lets you get out of trouble and a wonderful lack of consequences. In a land of Harleys, and he goes on about the fact that he really enjoys it, except didn't really enjoy pod, the podcast where Knox started getting on to... Wait, who else was no. going on? Knox, Lucas. What? Wait, Lucas, oh, Lucas. Lucas was Lucas. on it. Lucas was getting, in on, got, getting on at it and saying it was crap. I still enjoy the podcast. Keep up the good work. I enjoy the variety from different tips, bike problems, even the diversity of the bikes. But he's not very happy with the fact that uh, Lucas wasn't... Uh, and, and what did he say about Lucas? As on episode on episode 72, Lucas was giving the RC3, R3 the, some crap. And? Maybe if you looked a little closer at it, he would have spent so much... He wouldn't, wouldn't have spent, spent so much time on his ass. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I love you all, although I palm my face all the time Lucas speaking through the, throughout the full process. I gotta yes. admit, I, uh, he's, a, he's a nice kid, but he, he, he does remind me of a fetus with, uh, with a serious uh, speed issue. I, uh, I, I, have, I have a couple of times had to tune him down a little bit because I'm like, you know, he, ah, fast jixer. Ah, you know. So, what do you guys think of this new R three? I'd buy one in a heartbeat if sure. I was if I lived slightly different place. Yeah. So, is it that much different from the CBR three hundred? I'm too much older. Wait, wait, Okay, okay. I taught the MSF course for a while, mm-hmm. and we'd have to give people rebels all the time. Um, and the rebels are a good little bike, but. It, they're not performance and you know what 
uh, I would really relish to having these new small displacement sport bikes. And they had them in Japan forever. Have all these little 125 and 250 sport bikes. Yeah, pretty yeah. much and, everywhere. Yeah. And, and Remember when we got the GB500? They had a GB250. Oh, yeah. And it was beautiful. <laughs> and it was gorgeous and retro and neat mm-hmm. and cafe-ed. And, you know, and we didn't have that here. And now there's finally getting so that beginners can have a fun sporty twisty performance bike yeah. that that has good brakes and good handling zach mm-hmm. didn't you ride jonathan's cbr 300 today? yes what do you think of it was that? A two, it's cbr 250 it is cbr 250 yeah, yeah it is um not enough uh, I could tell it was a 250. Okay. Yeah. Well, what do you yeah. expect? It's a 250. Yeah. But it's light well, it's, and it's, has good brakes. It was, it was, yeah, it was light. It felt very maneuverable. Right. It w- The lightness was really refreshing. Like, I could just... Yeah. I felt like it was very controllable. The clip, the clip-ons have are risen, so it actually it feels... Kind of almost like a standard, right? It feels more like a standard. Yeah. It, was, it was very nice for what it was. It felt great for getting around town, but it was a dog in first gear. But... I, I, it was like... I took off from a light and it was like mer and upshift immediately. It's a two fifty thumper. It's a two fifty thumper. No. It's a dirt bike. Thumper. Is it, it is a thumper? thumper. You're right. Yeah, it's, it's a, a thumper. Dirt bike engine. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Actually, I'm thinking of a ninja. It's yeah. funny because LL twin. when yeah. they first came out with the two fifty ninja, um, they had this uh, Kawasaki Challenge Day, and we could go up to Sears Point. And I was doing track days all the time up there, and they came out with the seven fifty, the two fifty, and the one thousand. I think all at once, and they brought the 750 and the 1000 they're like hey here's the new 1000 i had the 900 at the time and i'm like cool but then there's like the 250s and we were like suddenly all of us were like on the 250s railing it around the track because they weighed nothing and they're having a blast on the track and the kawasaki reps were very upset that we weren't taking their big expensive leader and 750s out to test them out because you could ride it for free all day on sears point yeah if you know, and it, all of us are like, well, we're having a good time on the 250. Well, and you know, like the the nice thing is that it's clearly set up to be ridden. It's set up to like be a commuter bike, yep. as opposed to like the Nighthawk 250, which has dual drum brakes and feels like a death trap. Mm. And you know, <laughs> that's like meant to. You know, a while ago maybe that was good, but it's it actually had good brakes. It yeah. had a good feel to it. I can only imagine the R3 technology. Okay. Back to the R3. Um, I I. I just assume that the riding position is probably more confidence inspiring sure than your typical nighthawk which is closer to like cruiser right and actually it's somewhere between cruiser yeah. and standard yeah yeah so sitting on the r3 sit on the the kawasaki and then sit on the r3 mm. and it's actually it's almost standardish yeah i mean yeah. My, my old the butt R3 was was like hey this is actually not bad i yeah. could i could do this a lot my real gripe with it is it's just too much damn plastic on that thing well, especially yeah. for me <laughs> oh yeah well that's yeah. the real that's the only one test all these awesome little beginner sport bikes have a wonderful amount of plastic that are yeah. going to scrape uh, the head right. I think oh, yeah. drop it total drop it total yeah, yeah. they're, yeah. they're going the to i think they're kind of going with the uh, oh it looks fast this will yeah. sell a lot of bikes well that's the problem you know take all your fairings take them off Put them away. Yeah. Buy really, really cheap fairings. Put them on. Yeah. Paint them however you want and ride it. So, and when so you crash it, you just sell it. Made yeah. shitty yeah. cheap mm-hmm. fairings. You can yeah. sell your original ones for a bunch of money. Yeah. I was thinking about actually doing that. Buying, <laughs> but shark skins hadn't hadn't didn't have the setup yet. Sure. Yeah. Wait till they start racing them. Then pretty sure, pretty yeah. soon they're yeah. start. I was waiting for that class to happen. I I mean the two fifties are just too small for me. Unless yeah. we're just talking. Around town. 250s, great. I always tell people if all you're going to do is commute around town, yeah. 250 will do everything no. you need on the street. However, here in California, and I think in a lot of America, 
we use freeways more sure. so than yeah. other countries. Yep. And they don't cut it on the freeway. No. Yeah. no. Um, It'll be a tough I'm, time if it was your primary. So we, we kind of have a double standard here. We want something light and nimble that we can flick around. That goes but 90 miles an hour, too. also want something that'll do 90 yeah. on the freeway. Super moto. Um, super I'm, moto. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> the, the KTM 390s mm. might be Beautiful. the perfect yeah. small yeah. Yeah. Nice balance. Yeah. for us. But it's everything, you know, the weight of the things are going to be so handy for people who are not large. I mean, you know, put a gorilla like me on that bike and it's torture. It's, you know. So the funny thing is, I mean, and coming off of my trip in Pakistan where we rode 125s, which I thought it would be like riding a moped cross country. Right. And no, for the riding we were doing, which was tight roads um, and sometimes dirt and everything, those bikes did everything we needed them to do right but the comfort level <clears throat> and this uh, wasn't a dirt bike was this wasn't anything i mean yeah, yeah. i mean it's not okay it's not perfect right but like but a dr350 would be good compared right? to the dr650 and the gs 1200 right that could only beat us going uphill yeah. or dead straight straight away but guess what there were no flat straightaways yeah every road we were on was a twisty or downhill going down the mountain after it went up the mountain it had to go down the mountain and they those big bikes couldn't keep up with us even on the dirt they couldn't keep up with our little bikes it just skipped across everything yeah so andrew you had a question for me oh yeah was it hard pack or is it loose gravel or that's was not the it... question but i will answer it well <laughs> uh, in pakistan it was everything oh yeah that's what i was asking um i had a question for you earlier on that subject what would be your dream bike if you're going to be on that road though i mean if you're going to pick so, any bike in the world i'm going to assume that the reason these small bikes are so prominent in the rest of the world is because the rest of the world is like the roads i was on in pakistan yeah anything well, from anything from tight congested crazy cities to pothole roads to long mountain roads twisties i think uh, economics has a much bigger and, role in that and, and economics you know, too yes i mean i mean like yeah, those small sizes work because they're they work <laughs> coincidentally so, but surprisingly this 125 did great and i got it up to 70 miles an hour that's pretty good downhill and a full tuck yeah but um on the straightaways we were still cruising 50 yeah. 60 miles an hour which no we were passing cars and buses and trucks yeah well you, you're telling me though like um if you had your xr 350 that would have been perfect right like, um yeah. but that, even that, that is big you know i'm thinking and that's what i'm these smaller bikes are a little more on my radar mm-hmm I'm thinking more of what would have been the perfect bike for that. Yeah, and what would that be? Maybe like the DR250, yeah. XR250, yeah. or an XL250. I'm sure. thinking 250 seems plentiful considering how much the 125 can do. Yeah. yeah. It's like um, you want that big front tire, right, to, to roll over the, the, the bumpiness and shit like that. Yeah, but the reality is you cannot go that fast because there right. may be a truck full of cattle or a pothole or a rock or um, a, a herd of goats. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many herd of goats of we rode goat. through. Yeah. And oh, really? so you actually couldn't get up that much speed because there was constantly something in your way. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned, but 
Sonny, our leader, thought it was hysterical to ride through herds of animals and slap them so they'd run across our path. Uh, I, I, I like <laughs> him. I like him already. Yeah, um, my kind of that person. Is funny. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, what other bikes? I mean, something that is a dual sport with a little bit better suspension because we were beating the fuck out of our suspension. Yeah. Um, like a, besides like a DR250, what else do you guys think? Like a yeah, like an XR250, XR250 X would be killer. I mean, it's a you modern bike, oh, okay. but you know. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw something. Or out CRF250L, here. L, a CRF250L. Y'all can yeah. kill me on this one. Uh, is it the California Motor Company that makes these? Oh, those cheap janky. Ass yeah, you're talking. Yeah. Knock off 250cc adventure touring bikes. Nah, mm-hmm. I, reliability issues f- in, for. Okay, I know that they're not reliable. However, that's one with the Chinese engines in it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. No. That bike, if it was better built, a 250C Adventure Tour. Right. Oh my God. Right. Sure. Would rule the world. Um, I was really yeah. surprised how few people. At first, I was like, "Why aren't there more BMWs and bigger bikes?" Like, oh right, yeah, no one can afford it, and blah, blah, you know. Yeah. Um, Parts, but. These smaller bikes are more nimble. Yeah. And I was surprised why. I, I ran into a couple guys on XR250s. Why weren't there more yeah. of those there? Or even like an XL125 I, or something like that, you know? I honestly feel if you're going to do it, you're getting to enduro territory. And I honestly feel at that point you want a bigger front wheel, either 19 or 21 or whatever it is, or, mm. you know? The other answer to that question, though, I realized is because you can't fit four or five people on those. Sure. sure. <laughs> Get a bunch of chickens it sounds out. funny, however. A whole bunch yeah. of chickens. Yeah. Yeah. Chickens yeah. or sheep Everywhere. that got across the tank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was, yeah, yeah you, they would put a lot of people on it. Um, and then they had these weird crash guards that had um, ball tips on the ends of them, and that was so they could hang all their bags on them. Oh, that's cool. Huh. I, I know, I almost bought some. That's cool. <laughs> I thought it was a crash guard. No, it's a bag holder. <laughs> and they would just yeah stack all their bags on there um practical yeah i don't know what other bike would be perfect hey you know that might be a good uh email for the listeners to send us uh about what kind of bikes we could use yeah give us some suggestions give us some suggestions where mm. can they uh, reach us zach Oh, you can find us online at MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com, on Facebook at Recycle Santa Cruz. Send us an email at RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail at... I'm looking at you, Zach. I, I don't hey, man, know this number. He doesn't need to know that. 831. It adds dynamism if you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we keep you around? Because he, he's good Because I'm the that. only one that this can the rattle one, that off. This I, was, yeah. I know. This is, I was, you're the only one that can do this, but you can't quite finish it. I was, <laughs> I was barely awake, and Knox like, how do you reach us? And I was like, well, you what? can find us online. 831 291 Yeah. And. Order uh, a pizza? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, bitch. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Bada boom. Oh. Uh, that was awesome. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that made my night right there. Oh, shit. I thought I was in the clear. I know. I it's horrible. I was in the clear. It's horrible. Nope. Do we have anything coming up that we need to know about? Uh, shit, is there a dirt bag challenge? Dirt October bag challenge 20? was oh, announced. Right. Yeah, that was announced a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. So, October. Uh, for those who don't know, Dirt Bag Challenge is a low-rent chopper build-off that is hosted in Hunters Point, California. Uh, Let's just San call Francisco. it San Francisco. San Francisco. Um, the rule is 1000 bucks uh, a month to build it. No Harleys. Not because they hate Harleys, because it's just 
it makes it more easy for people to get you know donor bikes um yeah and it's gonna be awesome i guess again this year it usually is and it's a total rock and roll hangout drink beer we went last year with uh, phil and emily emmy from cleveland yeah Yeah, that was awesome it it is fantastic maybe we'll do reporting uh recording there i mean (gasps) set up a tent you know what do you think just have a little setup maybe run a generator or something maybe talk to paul about it and see if we can do something like that but that'd be interesting yeah Yeah. Yeah, sell t-shirts (laughs) <laughs> we'll see yeah. so yeah so Dirtbag Challenge check that out they also have a documentary that they did yeah called, uh, uh, what is it called again Dirt I think it's two? called Dirtbag the documentary the but documentary. there's a new oh, one. another one yeah there's a new it. one that's just out too that you can check out and also Andrew speaking of movies you heard yeah, of a new movie there's a new movie that out. just was released on the 25th of this month although it's weird i couldn't find any ticket times for the thing i think it's being released directly online yeah okay. it's called hitting the apex and it's from the same guy who did um faster and fastest the oh other cool two movies. rad huh. that's gonna be a good one Ooh. yeah except it has one part that really i i, I want to see it but it hurts yeah yeah it's marco simoncelli uh, yeah it's it's they feature six racers and one of them's Marco. Yeah. So and I think that's the, it's based on the year that that he, he got killed. Yeah. He was killed. I am now declaring outdoor movie night coming oh, up. Killer. There you go. Oh, killer. Let's do that. Woo! I'll get a copy. We'll do outdoor movie night. If cool. anyone's uh, semi-local to our area and wants to join us, that would be yeah, awesome. Be It'd be a good thing to watch. We usually shit. do that on, like, on a Saturday night. Can we sit on our bikes and watch it? Yes. Okay, yeah. just checking. Ooh, have a, have a drive-in? That'd I, be nice. I, I can ride my fast bike and act like I'm going fast. <laughs> cool. Well, wow. I think that wraps it up. That that, that wraps it um, up, man. I did want to okay. say... Yes, um, it doesn't wrap it up. It's been a while since we've had any um, feedback on iTunes. Yeah. And I really would ask people to give us some feedback. It's, yeah, please. It's one of the only ways that... It's not just so that we get feedback. We don't. We don't need it. We get the emails, we get the love, the yeah. messages. I love that. But it's one of the ways that podcasts are measured, and it's a way that people can find our podcast. Yeah. So if you could go on there and leave a rating and some feedback, that would be really helpful. So I just want to ask people to do that. Do us a favor. Yeah, we'd like to know that real people are listening to us and not bots um, that are, are faking our, our listen counts. So it'd be nice. But yeah, um, thanks for writing in. We really appreciate these emails. It, it validates our existence and validates your parking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks again, guys. I really appreciate these emails. And with that, I guess we are getting out of here. Uh, I've been your humble host, Knock. Tonight we had. This is Liza. I am Zach. Background fodder, Stan. Andrew the universal plug yeah thank you as I told him when I called him I said we're not going to have enough people can you come down that sounds dirty he's the universal plug because I can plug him into any conversation and I know he's got input Uh (laughs) (laughs) so on that note we are out Cool. Cool. cool thank you